When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you bet fair on football, you get daily rewards. So any day can be a big deal. So whether it's a lower league match day, a top flight derby day, or a Champions League superstar showdown day, this week we're doubling our daily rewards. Get a 10 euro free bet when you bet 20 euro worth of multiples or bet builders. Double daily rewards because we're bet fair. Max 10 euros free bet per day. Each bet must have at least one selection of minimum odds of 1.5 or 1 to 2 or more. Free bet valid 24 hours on multiples or bet builders. T's and C's apply. 18 plus. Visit gamblingcare.ie. This is a crowd podcast. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. Hello and welcome along to 21st Century Football, a podcast about football in the 21st century. We are back at Classic Football Shirts, if we sound a little bit different today. My name is Will Brazier and today we are talking about Sir Alex Ferguson. I'm joined by a man that maybe have a little bit to say about him. It's Statman Dave. Dave, how are you? I'm great. It's going to have a great time today talking about the greatest manager of all time. Um, if we don't score Fergie 90, <laughs> I'm not going to come back for the next episode. <laughs> I don't think I'd want to have... Not even joking. I don't want... I don't... Straight face. Like, this is serious stuff. <laughs> but Fergie up front about... What, what is he, 76? I don't know if he'd be a good enough striker. <laughs> Fergie was a little, a little rocket up front. Horrible player to play against. Yeah. Strong, aggressive. Why not? I haven't got a time machine. Uh, he's pushing 80 though now, isn't he? So I don't know how useful he'll be. I don't know what his engine's like anymore. Adam Brown, how are you? I'm good, mate. I'm really good. I'm excited. Put on the episode today. Um, can you enjoy Fergie? Yeah. I mean, how can you not? Even as a City fan, if, you, if you're going to sit there and say you don't respect him for what he's done and appreciate him to be one of the greatest managers of all time, you're just lying to yourself. I'm Come glad on. you're honest. Cause Come there's, on. There's some people that maybe been on this podcast, still on this podcast, maybe <laughs> sat near to that wouldn't be that honest. Yeah, he, doesn't, he maybe don't respect kind of one of the greatest premiership strikers of all time just because he plays for City. It's not yeah. Neve and it's not Is Joe it Premier McGraw. League or Premiership. Oh, okay. All right. City yeah. weren't very good in the Premier League. Dave, I'll stop you okay. there. We are at Classic Football Shirt. So, speaking on that, what is the first Manchester United shirt that springs to mind when I say Fergie for you, Dave? Well, we're doing it in the 21st century. Let's, let's you get can have what you first. want. I'll tell you what, I'll give you a little bit of free reign in this bit. I will rein you straight back in. 2007. Wow. What a shirt. Iconic. Yeah. 21st century. We've got to stick with it, right? What's that? Vodafone? Vodafone. AIG. AIG. I don't know why we're Sorry. talking about sponsors, but yeah, cool. Um, lovely, long-sleeved, classic Ronaldo gold, shirt, that. No gold. No gold. Can't See, think the of the thing, one you're talking about. The, the Vodafone's the one that springs to mind for me. The yeah. Van Nistelrooy kind of really era. Newcastle. Yeah, the Van Nistelrooy, um, Skulls, I think Varane, weirdly. I know that, you know, probably... You know, it wasn't an amazing kind of era, but you know, United won loads when they, in those kits. But I just keep thinking of that Van Nistelrooy, Diego Forlan, that kind of era. Uh, that's one that springs to mind for me. Dave, seen as it is the penultimate episode, I will give you, I will let you off the leash a bit because there's a Manchester United shirt that we've seen, but that has a bit of history and a story behind it, isn't it? The grey shirt. That's the one. The grey shirt. Bang, we're on. <laughs> I thought you'd had a couple. <laughs> had a couple of beers as well, haven't we? Come yeah, on, really. lads. Wish we had. Um, Production team, please. But yes, why is that one so unique and special? Um, well, in terms of the, the, it's Fergie, it's the one that Fergie got really riled up with in the nineties. 
Oh. Keep shouting about me for talking about the 90s and suggest me I'm, talking I'm about I'm giving you a on. little bit of Lee, Lee space. Lee space? But no, Lee. Fergie... Fergie um, I'm Lee. Got very frustrated. The weather wasn't great. Right. Fog. Blame the... Uh, was it the 6-3 defeat to Southampton? Yeah. On, uh, on a shirt. Great, look, Fergie was very, very He's good at pushing it, blame. Blended into the crowd as well, I think, was something that he said. Right. At the time. Did they, did they change it halfway through the game? I'm I sure thought they changed it halfway. Did you say Southampton's quite a grey place, Will? Uh, I did used to live in Southampton. Yes, it is quite grey, yeah. Just trying to think of many sunny times. Um... No, it is quite grey. So that would so it backs up Fergie's claim. Yeah, no, yeah, me and Fergie sort of on the same wavelength. Didn't they go to a nice little blue number afterwards? Yeah, they still lost. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of one of those things, isn't it? Um, we are speaking about Sir Alex Ferguson today. Then, what is the first memory that springs to mind for you, Ad, as a Man City fan? Is it defeat, pain, misery? Do you know what the first memory for me? It's probably actually not anything to do with City. It's that first uh, Premier League win, that ninety-two, ninety-three. Really? Yeah, definitely. Um, just whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold on a minute. Oh, hold on a all minute. Right, yeah. Yeah. This is twenty yeah. first century. I get hammered all the time. Yeah. This man, the 90s. this man let is me. a professional. He will come on to the let, story that intertwines yeah, with let the twenty first century. Before you shoot me down, let me. Yeah, I'm with it, mate. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I got you back. You got. He, you gets, got a he gets. He got a leash. You got a cameraman being twitchy. He, he, he got a bit of leeway. I, suddenly, I go ninety two. Whoa! Yeah. I got a minute. Shoot your kegs, pal. This lad knows what he's doing. You first, my first memory is that. Yeah. My <laughs> first memory in the 21st century. Thank you. There you go. You see, professional. Um, is probably going to be, I mean, for me, not first memory in terms of chronological order, but something that springs to mind, Champions League. Yeah. Champions League. I mean, just that team that you put together, you look back at that team now, incredible. Like the, the, just the strength in depth they had. I mean, even compare it to what they've had since, it's absolutely you look at the strength of the bench even that night and the team how it, how they complemented each other just it, it, I think that was probably for me probably the best team that he that, that he put together I think is he a bit of a granddad figure for you Dave yeah father figure I'd say I was pretty upset when he retired in 2013 so father or granddad father okay yeah just to let the listeners know my age um, but no, no, he's he's a he's, a, he's, still he's someone that, though, sits, that yeah. sits quite on a on a position where in English football I don't think anyone's ever going to beat him. No. I think the longevity that that he had and the success was incredible, and I think that's something that you've got to look at Ferguson. That it isn't a Ferguson from the nineties. It's not a Ferguson from the two thousand. Not from the two thousand and tens. But it's the entirety of what he what he did at Manchester United, and how he he kept on rebuilding. When we look at the the records three in a row, you know, it's a big thing that Manchester United fans jive at a lump number of clubs. That is a massive thing. Winning three Premier Leagues in a row is huge. Not been done since Fergie. And we think about the quality of the Premier League now and the quality of managers in the Premier League, but that hasn't been done, shows how good he was at rebuilding. But And that's but- something that you've got in terms of, you have to look at things in a, in a different way because a lot of managers that we've seen from the 90s to now that sit on there, that rest on their laurels, and that wasn't what Fergie did. The thing is, though, it is, it's hard because he was given the time. And all right, yeah, the argument was he was delivering, but he's not won the league. He wasn't winning the league every single year. He won it thirteen times with yeah, the Premier yeah, League. Yeah, but how many? How many years was it United? But he still won the Premier League thirteen times. But even the most successful but, of them ever yeah, manager. I'm not disputing that. Right, he is. To dispute he is, is, is but, that thirteen in, in yeah. his, his entirety of his 26 career at United was bad. That's one every two years. Yeah, that's so pretty if, incredible. If Guardiola had 
that many years at City. How long has Guardiola struggled to get back to the top after the Centurion year? It's taken him two years. Fergie did it the next year. It's just clean yeah, but It's only one year difference, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's... But then what? So the previously to that, Guardiola came into the league. It took him a year to get the title first and foremost. Yeah. How many years did it take Fergie? Yeah, but that's, we're playing a different game right now. We're playing a game where he's come with a team that's built for him. Ferguson built Manchester United in a sense in, from, from, his, from his takeover in the 80s to the 90s. So it, he, he literally... Uh, Busby built the club in the in the fifties. Oh, well, I'll give you nineties, mate. But we'll not give you fifties. I got, I got then, sold off for the nineties before. Now, now getting the now, ration books out. Well, we have to have a look at what Fergie did. I'm not. And, and you look at Liverpool, for example. Recent memory won the won the league under Jurgen Klopp. They were sitting in seventh in the league for a lot of the season. City, same thing. Didn't retain the the, the Premier League, and I think that's something that you got to look at Fergie and and his methodology of how he's done it. Incredible. Do you think that that he, he has? But he did benefit from the fact that. He got the time though, because you know if you're a manager of City, maybe not Liverpool, Chelsea, whatever, you're not going to get three, four years to 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 not. You can't even if you don't win. If if, if how many years has Guardiola had? Right. Yeah, but he's won stuff. Let, let me interject here, gentlemen. This is not going to become a slangy match. We are not that sort of podcast. We're here to celebrate football, celebrate Fergie. I've let you. Add- I'll let you have your tennis match. I know, yeah, I know, yeah. Hey? I saw, saw you sinking down. No, into I was, into I was, and I was enjoying it, but let's get back on track. Iconic moments for Fergie. Where do you start? Where do you even begin? Where do you even begin? That's a great point, Will. I think what, what we mentioned as well about the quality in the rebuilding, that was more evident as soon as he left, wasn't it? Because when you look at some of them sides that won the Premier League title near the end of his career, and then you actually look at like some of the starting 11s with... What was it when Pogba left and he was left at a central midfield and it was like a midfielder? It was a kid. No, I was like Fabio. I'm trying to support you here, Dave. (laughs) Good God, man! It was like yeah, Fabio and Raphael or something in midfield. But that shows how much of a good manager he was because he could Mm. elevate the players, and that's the biggest thing is that the the ceiling of players. Ferguson would always break that with O'Shea, with Wes Brown, with Darren Fletcher. There's so many players through the years that he massively improved in a sense and got something out of. And I think that's when you look back and you don't, you know, you don't necessarily think about the, the big players, but you think about those squad players. And I think that's what it was a squad game. Yeah. I think Ferguson was massively ahead of his time in terms of utilizing his squad. Certain players would fulfill certain roles in certain games. You know, for example, Arsenal, they picked taller players. They picked more physical players. They picked more aggressive players mm-hmm. because they knew that they could get under Arsenal's skin. And that was at a period where Arsenal were dominant. Yeah. This is not the Arsenal that we have today that are an absolute mockery of the, the old institution that Wenger built. This is Arsenal Football Club, second, first, Premier League titles, Champions League finals. Yep. That is the Arsenal we're talking about. And the, the battle between them both was great. But I think going back to, back to Ferguson and, and how he evolved and how he you know, moved the club on, I think that's definitely something where you've got to look at as being iconic in a sense that in a way, that created all these moments that created 2008. Yeah. That created the Premier League titles in, you know, from 2003 onwards. Yeah. And I'd say the, the probably the most iconic thing, if you've, uh, I've read a number of his autobiographies, all, all really good. There's a moment think, in How the, many autobiographies has he got? Sorry. I think I've read three. I don't know how many he's got. I mean, great bloke. Not going to knock that. Great career, but three autobiographies. You don't think you could have three? Well, not me. I'm going to have a chapter, but <laughs> three or biographies are a little bit much for me. But there's a moment where he's he's talking about the Champions League final, um, and he's he's doing the he's sat there, and this is pre-game. This is where it's like a tense environment, and I think he he looked back on '99. I think he came in it with too much intensity, and he just simply came into the dressing room, sat down, was like, "I'm happy. I've done my job." Looked round the room, 
it's part of G-Sung from South Korea that's come over here. We've got Patrice Everett that's come from a poor background in France. We've got Wayne Rooney from Toxteth. We've got, um, you know, Carlos Tevez from, from Buenos Aires. We've got Cristiano Ronaldo from Madeira. I've done my job. Yeah. I've got you you players here and, I've, you know, you're here right now and it's now time to enjoy it. Yeah. And I think that evolution in himself, in such a high-pressure moment, like we talk about high-pressure moments in, in sport a lot. That's a Champions League final. You're the manager, you've got a lot of calls to make. Yeah. And, and to have that as a almost calmness yeah. before the storm, it shows great about his character and his ability to motivate people. They didn't need to say anything. No. The players we, themselves had to identify that they're in this position, they've got to go and do it. I've also seen recently as well, a lot of the players that were part of that era, especially later on, like Rio Ferdinand talking about, like Fergie didn't do the coaching sessions, but as soon as he was on campus, it was sort of like, Mafia boss, you know, everyone put their performance up five, ten percent. Everyone was to attention, and he had that aura around yeah, him. Yeah, I think that's a, a massive part of it. Just his presence, and and like we said before, once he retired, you, you sort of sense that 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 presence had, had kind of gone, even though he was still kind of lingering around a little bit. But he wasn't the man in control, and I think that it takes a kind of a a special kind of person for everyone to buy into. And I think nowadays you don't really get that as much, you know. With, with managers because it's so transient you know in terms of people coming and going but if you can get someone like that who people believe in they buy into and it, you know you, you kind of hear people talking about him and he's one of them people that he knew everyone's name at, at the, the training ground at the club it doesn't matter if you're in the first team or if you you know just work in, in a role within the club somewhere he seems to know you and seems to care about you so I think there's a a lot of that that human side of of him it, it kind of Transl- you know, people could argue, go, oh, well, just the manager's there to just pick the team and, and tactics. But I think having those extra kind of facets of his character actually made the team play better. If you know what I mean? It, it's weird to think that because it's 11 players going out on a pitch at the end of the day. But actually, them kind of buying into him as a person, uh, you know, would, I think massively benefited the team, really. He's had a few rivalries over the year. We mentioned Wenger. Um, but also, I was thinking even ones in his team, Roy Keane, David Beckham. Rude van Nistelrooy. I was going to say that the, you know, when we were talking about motivation and mm. kind of the, the, the hairdryer treatment. Yeah, you know that was something that was banded around. Was that a, a phrase coined by him? Where does hair by the players and the media? Was that because he used the hairdryer? Was that because he had hot breath? Because he went off. Will he went really off? Yeah. <laughs> Would he use the hairdryer? He didn't go play better, and he's like going, "Mate, these people get to the top. You don't know what sort of techniques." They yeah, use yeah. You don't want to question it. He just no. All he had to do was he, he had one in his pocket, and he'd go. And do, you you want, go, do you want this or so, not? Right, and okay, then I go, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. I'll play better. But that incident with the, the boot and Beckham, kicking Whoa. the boot of Beckham. That's prime Beckham. Allegedly. That was like prime 2000s football, that, mm. just before David Beckham left for Real Madrid. And I think that was the beauty of Ferguson. He knew when your time was up before you even it, knew your time cra- was but, up. And the, the players that he got rid of, like, think of like a Van Nistelrooy or... They weren't like at the end. They weren't bad. No, no, Do you no. know what I mean, they weren't playing. They were let's say the top of the games in some cases. But to have the, the the courage to actually do that and actually kind of stick to your morals that that much, but then being able to rebuild is unbelievable. You think how many managers could do that? Where they take out one of the best players in the, in the team. But it's it's the, the the thing behind that is, is is even more important. Like it's football. It's a team sport. To create a team environment, you have to do things like that. I think Ferguson's brilliant with, for example, a David Beckham when. David Beckham was at a point becoming bigger than the club. Yeah. And that's a massive thing. You think about a team a team environment that you are together, push, pulling the same way. You have to have those socialist ideology about yourself because you're a team. And then even just on the fact of like the managers that, I mean, he had 
he was pulling pants down left, right and centre, wasn't he? Keegan, Benitez, <laughs> Wenger, multiple occasions. So many managers cracked up. Rafa Benitez was a great one. Facts. Keegan was uh, another one. But that was obviously in the 90s. Yeah, no, I let you slide. Did someone want to pull him oh, up? Oh, no, he's, you know, penultimate one. We were on the beach, you know. We're, we're laid back, <laughs> we're chilling. Um, but he just seemed to have that psychological battle over, even like the new guys, you know, Mourinho, Mourinho. won a few, but then... Sort of got the better of him eventually. Do you reckon there's anyone who really got under his skin who, who maybe took... I mean, because I think he, he did get the better of Wenger. Or, you know, the stats speak for themselves, really, don't they, over the course of that, that period, even though they did win a couple. I think Mourinho did get under his skin a little bit, but then it kind of turned into a, a respect thing, didn't it, really, I suppose? Yeah, well, I think the, the first moment with Mourinho sliding down the, oh, the Stratford end on his knees, that would have wound Ferguson up. And that, that was a point of real tactical innovation in the Premier League and it was by Mourinho. Mourinho brought that philosophy across of playing three midfielders and Ferguson took that and that was the greatness of Ferguson that he analysed what was working with his own team, with the league and he'd adapt with Europe. You know, United played a different style of football in Europe versus the Premier League. Little things like controlling the tempo more, having another midfielder in there, throwing Michael Carrick in there in every single game with two players ahead of him and I think that from from an evolutionary point from initially playing a you know a 442 or a 4411 where you've got you know pretty distinctive shape the most teams are playing to that and then you look at players that he these work within the systems and shapes he's created systems to get the best out of players mm. such as Cristiano Ronaldo yeah. good lad you know, Cristiano Ronaldo's only here because of Ferguson which I think's got one of his iconic moments for me what? just the development of Ronaldo well even the um the sort of um the pursuit of him as well, wasn't it? Because you were playing sport in Lisbon. The, the game had finished in the Champions League. He'd had a fantastic game. All the players are waiting to go back to Manchester, sat on the coach. An hour turns into two. Two hours turns into three. And allegedly, that's where Cristiano Ronaldo was signed because Fergie... They definitely would have known about him. It's so funny that they paint that story. It's a lovely story, but they definitely would have known about him. No, but Cristiano I think Ronaldo. in terms of like the negotiations to get him, to yeah, get him get in, him that was a bit... Because the, the story is that Gary Neville came back to the dressing room and was oh, like, yeah, he's been yeah. ruined by this guy. You've got to sign him. Yeah, 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 come on. Yeah. It's a great story. Let's, let's and the scouts are going, who? We've never <laughs> yeah. What? Who is he? Never heard of him, mate. He's on the wing. What's he doing? You're listening to 21st Century Football. We're just going to take a little break and then we'll be back. Hello, um, hello there. What voice do you want me to do? We will do a little bit. I'll just do my voice. Do your I? voice. Yeah, thanks. Hello, I'm Joe Marler. People think I hate people, but I don't. <laughs> I actually love interaction with people. I love finding out what jobs they do and whether I could do what they do. The Joe Marler Show. Joe Marler Show. With new episodes every Wednesday. When you bet fair on football, you get daily rewards. So any day can be a big deal. So whether it's a lower league match day, a top flight derby day, or a Champions League superstar showdown day. This week, we're doubling our daily rewards. Get a 10 euro free bet when you bet 20 euro worth of multiples or bet builders. Double daily rewards because we're bet fair. Max 10 euros free bet per day. Each bet must have at least one selection of minimum odds of 1.5 or 1 to 2 or more. Free bet valid 24 hours on multiples or bet builders. T's and C's apply. 18 plus. Visit gamblingcare.ie. Oh no, is it everywhere? No, sure, stay and sort that out. We can have dinner another time. Amazing. Whether it's cancelled plans... Ah, ah, ah. Get in the kitchen and calm down. ...or the need for a quick, convenient distraction. Introducing Goodfellas Mini Pizzas. Four mini pizzas made with respect that cook in 11 minutes. Goodfellas Minis. Embrace the unexpected. 
we're all going to give one iconic moment. Has to be in the 21st century. What would it be? Add. I'm not going to... I was going to say 2008, but I'm just going to go with, the, the, I said, the general development of Ronaldo as, 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 the mo- as a moment. From 2003, was he signed? I think it was when he came as a teenager and he was, you know, no end product and all that. And he had great... For, for, from, to go from there to 2008-2009 is unbelievable and and you see the respect that Ronaldo still has for him today and he just develops him just as a player and as a person and made him into this sort of you know worldwide megastar that he is best player in the world you know of the, probably going to say currently but you know what I mean for that for me that's got to be Ferguson's iconic 21st century moment I think so Dave, for you, what is Fergie's most iconic moment? I think there's, it's unfair to say most. I think there's so many. Yeah. The league titles, the Champions Leagues. There's an iconic picture of him with, with Ronaldo in Moscow, which definitely sticks in memory. But I think the most iconic part of his career was knocking Liverpool off their perch, something that he said that he was going to do, and he did. And I think that um, encapsulates Ferguson that even with the last team that he had, that wasn't a great team, but still had Robin van Persie's goals in it. Sensational season that Robin had at, at Manchester United. And he came to United to win a trophy from Arsenal. But that t- league title, absolutely massive. Um, you know, extending the lead over Liverpool. And I think that's a big thing that Ferguson came, he did, and he conquered English football. That's what he set out to do. Mission love, complete. Love that. Um, we're nearly mission complete, but we've got one final thing to do. And that is rank Sir Alex Ferguson, which... Just a sentence just sounds a bit weird. So when we get to the ranking, we start off with, would you like to go for a drink with him? Yeah, have you seen his wine collection? A lot of wine chat today, actually. Maybe, a lot of wine maybe... collection. Yeah. Big, expensive. He's going to know the Merlots from your... Perlos. Perlos. <laughs> hey, that's a spin-off podcast. Someone get that down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, copyright. That. I just feel nervous for drinking it, though. You know, when it gets over a tenner, I'm like, this is, this is too posh for me. Come on, mate. I've seen you at Jimmy's. You always get Jimmy's shelves. didn't do wine, Pat. <laughs> you always <laughs> we'll be drinking shelves. wine at Jimmy's. Um, that's enough Jimmy's chat. We should really like to get him as a sponsor. Would you like to go for a drink with him? I'd say yeah, 10. So yeah. many stories. So much you could learn from Ferguson it, in your life. What was you asking? Man. What was the one question you'd ask him? Like, would you, would, if you could question him on any th- decision that he's made, like that you've not quite understood, maybe about a player or whatever. And you can be critical here, Dave. Was he going to sell rate Wayne Rooney the season after? And who was he going to bring in? Who would he want to sign? What mm. team was he looking at at that point in European football to model his next team on? Yeah, that'd be cool. What yeah. question would you ask him? Probably, I'd probably say, why do you think Veron didn't work? Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, and that's not me having, because listen, he, you know, if you, he was a great player and he just didn't work out, did it? Um, I'd want to know, did he actually really think David Moyes was going to work or did he just do it to show him how good Fergie was? Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Oh, it's not worked out. Oh, damn it. So annoying. <laughs> How many glasses of wine do you have to do yeah. before you have the guts to ask him that, though? <laughs> Straight in. <Put> ten. Um, <laughs> I've got, I'd have a drink with Fergie. It'd be unbelievable. As a City it? fan, how, what would, I feel like he'd, you know, you'd get on the good side of him. And then yeah, it'd all be a laugh, wouldn't it? It'd be what, you know, he'd, he'd probably have a bit of a, he'd be having a you know, laugh about the... Uh, Noisy neighbours. The Brian Horton days and the, yeah. you know, the Frank Clark day, all that. He'd be having like... You'd have a laugh about that. I think it'd be the stories. I mean, it's just like it'd be an encyclopedia of knowledge in terms of football. It'd be great just to sort of 
go a bit more in depth about some of those like European games and stuff. It's got to be a ten on it, in just in sheer terms of longevity of his career. Yeah, the players that he's seen. The matches his experience. The managers he worked with a great Jock Steen as well. Yeah, and that's yeah. another whole part and you, of his life. Yeah, and you think of the managers at the start of his career that he'd, he'd probably been up against right through to the, He's gone through multiple generations of managers there. So it's got to be a 10. Sounds like he's killing them off. <laughs> uh, just to, to confirm, Veron did win the Premier League at Manchester United. Yeah, yeah. How much of a hand did he have in it, though? Yeah, I, can't let you, I can't let you get away with things okay. like that. All right, okay. In, the, mean, in the 21st century as well, if it was 90s, maybe. Yeah. Let it slip. Did he, I mean, did he go on to be an integral part of the United teams well, after that? Probably not. No, you've had your tete Premier a tete. Let's, yeah. um, <laughs> I'm going to go for a 10 for Fergie as well. So that's 10. It's got to be, hasn't it? It yeah. has to be. Because that's, I mean, that could be that could be a weak drinking session. That could be a good old Marbella, 2025. You'd take him to Italy, wouldn't you? Italy would be a good shout, actually. Or just to go do to you, Scotland. Do you know what I'd ask him? I'd ask him which manager brought the worst wine, you know, if, or you know, who's got the poorest taste in uh, in drinks for the after-game wines that they do. Pardew, because Pardew would think he's bringing something classy and it'd just be <laughs> trash. Yeah, I know trash. that Tony Pulis has got a good eye for a wine. Has he? Yeah. Wow. Um, we move on to five-a-side. Now, I've been told, apparently, it's not... Him playing in the team um, at the ripe old age of 80, what is he, 81, 82? Apparently he's managing it. Um, Dave, would you want Fergie as your manager on the five-side pitch? Ten. Okay. I think I'll let that speak well, for itself. Ad, what about you? Yeah, I mean, ten, but you would be slightly worried that if you, you know, do the, the you know, if you sort of start thinking you're bigger than the five-a-side team, you, you're gone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't want prima donnas like you. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. If, if, anyway. you, if you celebrate a goal too much, or if you play too well, and suddenly he's like, oh, he thinks he's a bit too big for his boots, you might find yourself you've been transferred to a different team in the Power League. You, still, you don't have to go. You don't. Look, look, there's a narrative here that Dave's trying to build, and I don't want you to feel any pressure. <laughs> so if you don't want to big do pressure, t- here no, I'll listen, you come on. I mean, if you said if if you could pick any manager to manage your five-a-side team, you're picking for. Yeah, but, yeah. Okay, oh, so you're going for ten. Yeah, go on. Yeah, it's got to be, on it? I'm going for six. Why are you going for six? No, no, you can't just throw a six out there. What's the reasons? Right, when I go to play five-a-side football... Absolute rubbish. Are you going to let me speak? I pay, what, five, six pounds a session, right? I'm there to fitness, and then the competitive nature probably comes second. If I see a hairdryer, if he gets at me, I don't want that sort of stress. Yeah, but it's just later on, he's a calm man these days. It, there's going to be no stress. Think of the last few seasons, Will. Like if he you're, saw me dilly-dallying on the ball, you're, you're messing building this about. monster. I'm there to play but, against my mates. Look, he's managed all these these charity games. It's all calm now, collected. Well, no, I'm sorry. It's my rating, I just think, I think your six is just uh, terrible. Why? Well, who's, it's what he's I managing say. your fantasy. Who would you rather t- have? Would you like a more chilled out, like Pardew? More chilled out, of like, a bit of banter, a bit of, bit of a laugh. All right, I'll go, not s- I'll go seven. <laughs> seven? What, what, why is he losing three points? Huh? Why is he losing three points? You've got to give me a defined risk. I'm not letting this up. Why are you giving three... What, what's the three points for? Angry. Well, he's not angry anymore. We spoke about this. How do you know he's not angry? This is like when you said Aguero didn't have a good sleeping routine when he got to Manchester. <laughs> do you want me to go into details with that? On well, I, I had it confirmed by a by source him? that was playing with him at the time that he had a lovely foot on. So... <laughs> That See, wasn't the only thing that he enjoyed. I will go for an eight and that is my final what are you offer. Saying is, Why? Why is he losing two points? An eight is my final what offer. What you saying is you don't want a boot in your eye at the end of the, exactly. end of the game. Exactly. I don't want to be assaulted and I don't want someone to be angry on the sidelines. Why is that two points? Shut your mouth. Um, and iconic moments. Um, Did he have an iconic career? 
I think we all know the oh, answer. He's got yeah, he's, he's six ten. is all round. <laughs> <laughs> ten. He's ten. Didn't win a Ballon d'Or though. <laughs> do yours first, please, Will. Huh? Do yours first. I'm no, I'm last. No, you're doing yours first, please. Okay. Ten. Thank you. He's ten, mate. He's got to be. Look ten. at you. You see, we lost. <laughs> we lost. We've lost two points from you being yeah. an idiot. So that is 88. I love how he made you do yours first. How is he not the, the perfect, the, the complete scorer? Look, when I look. for your score, you give your score. When I give mine, don't intimidate me. Okay? Is that clear? Absolutely not. Right, 88. I think that puts him top of the leaderboard. Are you happy with that? Well, I wanted Pirlo to be up there as well, but obviously you guys ruined that. Well, I'll ruin it as I want. Uh, massive thanks to Classic Football Shirts for having us today. We really enjoyed our time here. And that is the end of the episode. Alex Ferguson, top of the leaderboard. Sir Alex Ferguson. I don't want to, um, I've given, been given the eye by Statman Dave. Uh, we've got to chat about one of the finest managers of the 21st century and probably the 20th century as well. Um, massive thanks to Statman Dave. Thank you. I'd just say, come on, are you going to change your score? I've gone, from, <laughs> I've gone from a six to an eight. Add, thanks, mate. Yeah, no worries, mate. Um, if you would like to listen to another podcast, please search for the Football Book Club, a club where instead of reviewing great literature, they review footballers' autobiographies and they're about to read... The Michael Owen Trilogy. Three Ooh. Michael Owen books, Dave, on the bounce. You'd enjoy that, wouldn't you? Absolutely not. But I'd love the review. Yes. The review would be good. I'd ra- I don't want to read it myself, but I'd love people to review it because there's I mean, a lot of funny stuff there. You were stunned that Fergie had three autobiographies and Michael Owen's got three. <laughs> exactly. Whose would you rather read? Find out. Thanks for watching. <laughs> it sound right, boy. Crowd Network. A place where you belong. 